It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Tuesday, November 15th, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that wants to know how do the Flyers determine who gets called up from the Phantoms? That's a good question. We will get to that on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello in Flyers land. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with the brilliant Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes and Flyers news. You can email the show at LockdownFlyers at Gmail as well. Uh, On today's show, we are going to talk about the recall of Max Wilman and sending Tanner Lazinski down and what that means in terms of call-ups for the Flyers overall. We're going to dig into the week that was for the Phantoms. Then a quick preview of Flyers versus Columbus Part 2. They are a broken team, and I don't even know if we'll have time to talk about all those injuries, but we will do our best. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you're listening. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube. So subscribe there as well. Russ, I have to say, uh, sometimes what the Flyers do surprises me with these call ups and send downs. This did not one single bit. No. And the, the recall of Max Willman, uh, we talked about him last week on this very show when we were discussing the Phantoms and that he had had a really good week and was mm-hmm. progressing and kind of was in a state where it seemed like, you know, he was back to his old self. And then with Tanner Lazinski, he's been kind of on the outs in, in terms of being shuffled around the lineup that mm-hmm. he's kind of been the last consideration when they're putting together the lineup in terms of plugging in different spots to deal with different situations that have come up most recently, the Wade Allison injury. And I think it begs the question for me, first off, you know, what can Tanner Lazinski do to get back up to the flyers and has he begin given ample opportunity to keep his spot in the flyers in the first place? Well, I mean, he's given some opportunity, you know, 12 games. That's that's more than some might give, but is it ample? No, I mean, ample to me is like you got to give a guy 25, 30 games if you want to really evaluate him where he's at for a particular season. And that means playing him all the time, not scratching him, whatever. But it's not going to – the coach isn't going to do that. So in the coach's mind, it's ample. It's probably more than ample because he started complaining about him two or three games ago. So that's sort of where that's at. With Wilman, he's got a few things going for him. He always was good away from the puck. He's 27, so he's older. He's a little more mature. Can he put points on the board? I don't know. I'm not sure he can. He hasn't put up a lot in, in the AHL. So, again, uh, is the coach going to solve or fix the loss of points or point generation from Allison by bringing up Wilman? No, probably not. But will Wilman play okay and do enough to stay at the NHL level? Yeah, he probably will. He did that for 
a long stretch last year. So to me, it's kind of like he has earned this call up, but in my mind, he's got to show some scoring, but in the coach's mind, he just doesn't have to do anything really wrong and he could stay up there for a while. It seems like based on the lineup choices, and again, with, to me, Tanner Lazinski kind of being low man on the totem pole in, team, in terms of getting the ideal spot for him to be successful, Max Willman is the perfect call-up in mm-hmm. that scenario, right? Because he has the NHL experience. To your point, he's older. He can play aggressively. Uh, in a perfect scenario, he will get some points, but he has been playing very well. Mm -hmm. in the AHL right now. And he is a kind of reliable fourth liner Mm -hmm. that they can call up. And I think that Tortorella and the coaching staff want little room for doubt right Right. now that they just want the devil, you know, Mm -hmm. and Max Wilman has been up enough with the flyers that there's enough evidence to show that he can hang and that he's not going to be a detriment to the team. He's going right. to be able to be plugged in wherever you want, and he'll make do. Yeah, yeah, no question. I just don't think he'll solve um, some of the scoring issues there, but he'll give him solid play. Yeah, I think so as well. And that sort of, you know, bolts the question, what is the Flyers' philosophy on call-ups right now? Is it that very thing where they just want – guys with a little bit more of NHL experience that they know aren't going to make big mistakes that have been playing well decently, as opposed to giving the prospects more of a shot. Yeah. It's going to be um, mature plays way well away from the puck. Good on the four check. Then we'll worry about offense later. Offense is secondary on this team. Like, I think, you know, that, I mean, that's, we could see that. Now, it doesn't mean they don't generate offense. It doesn't mean like someone connect like connect or Hayes can't get the offense. But if you're an offensive first player, you're not getting called up right away. You would have to have such overwhelming numbers offensively to get called up that that's where someone like Tyson Forrester has to really kind of turn it on offensively or he's not getting called up. Yeah, that's really the point is that they're expecting to get increased offense from the guys that are already on the squad, that they're not going to look to the Phantoms for that offense. They're going to look for guys who aren't going to mess up defensively. Right. That is that is really, I think, the focus. And I don't think that's the right philosophy. It's not now because I do believe under the right circumstances. And I have guys that I've outlined that are doing a good job, not necessarily for call ups, but. But there are some guys, if you wanted to increase the offense, I could increase the offense for you right now. And I think these guys could do it. But that's only part of the equation. Yeah, I 100% agree with you there. And I think that is going to bite them in the end because I think that we've said over and over again, and they have said this too. It's not like it's just coming from us or other people in the media. It's that this year is a year to find out what you've got. Mm -hmm. And if you have a philosophy like this where you're you're rewarding solid play at the AHL level but you're not necessarily rewarding huge offensive output or great strides forward and you want to see what you've got relative to the NHL level for these kids that I I think it's ultimately a mistake yeah I I would tell you that I saw the New York Rangers doing this like three years ago and most of those players that we're getting playing time that were these sort of like veterans that were doing pretty good, but didn't make mistakes. 
they're not there anymore. So a lot of times this is like a short-term, very short-term look at it. But with the Flyers, they really should have a longer-term look at it. You got a coach that's on his first year of his contract, so he's got some rope. You want to get better. The cap is going up. So by next year, a couple of these guys that are in – are playing with Lehigh have to be able to play in the Flyers lineup. If not, you're just going out and getting cheaper veterans again, like Sedlak, like guys like that to fill spots. That's never going to add up over a whole season for, you know, to be a really contending team, even just a team on a bubble of cusp of making the playoffs. Right. And then conversely, you know, what do these guys have to do to get called back up? Like what does Tanner huh. Lozinski have to do? Uh, you know, we've already seen Ollie Lixell sent down, Ronnie Adderd sent down, Cam York not making the team from jump. You know, uh, I think they're battling and a lot of them are playing well. And we'll get to that in the next segment. But, you know, ultimately, it, it becomes unclear to me what these guys have to do to earn a call up if their philosophy is coming at it from the wrong angle. Yeah, I mean, the easy answer would be, well, Lusinski has to score more. Like, he has to score more, and if he doesn't, they're going to just keep rotating until they find someone who does. Like, I know that sounds crazy, but that's sort of like what they're doing because, you know, the coaches basically said, I'm looking for secondary scoring, and he's kind of put the the help wanted sign out for that. But it's not that easy. Like, you know, to get that Mm -hmm. scoring, you are going to have to sacrifice some of those other things. You're going to have to deal with some mistakes. You're going to have to – but he doesn't want to. So based on that, it's going to be very hard to fill – this secondary scoring. So like you said, he is going to expect most of the veterans to do it. But in, you know, in hockey in the 21st century, that's really not the case anymore. Look at how many teams have young players producing. Like you, you have to get some that are going to produce for you. Well, we're going to talk about some of those options and the Phantoms weekend overall coming up next. But first, Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports, and of course, the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. You can learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, so talking about some of these guys that are playing well in Lehigh Valley and have continued to do so, especially over this past weekend, you know, there's a couple of guys that stand out to me. And if you are going to have to make a call up or make a decision to sit a guy like Nick Sealer to really learn about some of the prospects, I think Ronnie Adderd is next on the list for defensemen for me. He had a really nice goal on Saturday. He's getting better at decision-making about his play week to week. And I think he he has some really strong leadership potential as well. Yeah, for me, he's only next on the list because of his size and strength. 
Otherwise, I would not have him next on the list. But I agree with you because I do think that's the reality. And he is playing well. So I think he um, would check off a lot of the boxes that they're looking for. Yeah, I think that Cam York is slowly but surely making a case for himself. I think he needs a little bit more time just to like dot the I and cross the T. But he has the most points on the Phantoms right now. Right now. Uh, three goals, six assists. He got another game-winning goal versus Laval this past weekend. Uh, that's two games in a row against Laval with him scoring the game-winning goal. And uh, it was a really nice shot. It was a rebound of some excellent work by Cooper Marodi and, and Max Willman, uh, who were on that initial rush. And I, I think he's slowly building his confidence, both you know with and away from the puck. I just think that it will do him better to have more of that under his belt to justify the call-up. So he's going to be 22 um, in January, right? And so, you know, I looked at him a lot for what he's doing, and he's doing everything you'd want him to do in the offensive zone, on the power play, all of that, right? So if you were the Flyers and your power play has gone bad, like it has, uh, he would cure that. I believe he would cure that immediately. But I also see saw a play like where Will Bitten, who's 24, a little older, hasn't quite caught on in the NHL. But a good player. I liked him. He was a first-round pick for the Canadians. I think he was a first-rounder. He was close. But he was a first two rounds for sure. He, you know, he hit um, York in the corner. Not in the corner, but like on the boards and, and, and took away the puck. Coach isn't going to like that. So Cam York, in my mind, could lead the team the whole year and have like 45 points, 50 points, maybe even 60 points and not get called up because of that aspect, because that's going to take a whole summer to, to figure out because of what the coaching staff is looking for in the, at the NHL level. I think that's a good point. And, you know, part of my wanting him to stay down there is to clean up some of that stuff and mm -hmm. really make a stronger, like open and shut case for himself. You know, maybe he's ready in January. Uh, and I, I just think that to call him up now, even though it does help the Flyers power play situation, I don't think is in the best interests of Cam York long-term. I think he needs a little bit more time down there just to eliminate any doubt so that Tort says, oh, he made one mistake. I'm going to send him right back down. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think you're right. I think at some point, though, uh, management and the coach need to huddle up and really tell them what they think Cam York is long-term because, you know, Torts doesn't know. He just knows what he sees. I think he needs some guidance as to what Cam York is going to be long-term because, again, Cam York is not going to turn into a physical, rock-solid defenseman on the defensive end. He's just not. He's going to get better well, neither at Neither is it. Tony D'Angelo. And so like, you have to think about all of these things, that nobody is perfect defensively. Right. And I think that's a great thought. But because Tony D'Angelo has figured out how to play in the NHL, he's got the edge over a guy like Cam York who, you know, he had 10 points when he was up. It's not like he had no points. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the battle. Yeah. I agree with you there. I, I think that guys like uh, Elliot Denoye and Zade wisdom are making progress, love what they're doing there. They should be sticking down there for the duration. They should. I'll talk uh, about wisdom because yeah, 
he he definitely has picked his play up, and I think that still goes in line with you know recovering from that shoulder injury. Um, I like that he's he's showing more playmaking now. Uh, you know, he's winning corner. He battle. really is. He's showing more playmaking. I think his um, his looks have been really good. You know, he is hitting guys. So I think you know you're getting what you would want to get out of him. And yeah, he needs that whole season because. He didn't play much last year. So, you know, that that would help. Yeah, he has four assists on the season so far, and that's all been in the last four games. He yeah. had two assists in one game and one assist in, in two other games. And so it's really showing his progression. And I think you're spot on with the playmaking. It's really making a difference. Um, and he did all of the hard work to set up the play yes. uh, for Jackson Cates and Ronnie Adderd for the first goal on Saturday. Wouldn't have had the chance without what he did. Yeah, especially the Cates one. I, I agree. I mean, it's just it is just good work. So good for him. Yeah. And then I just don't see anybody else that's quite ready yet, in my opinion. Now, with their philosophy, who knows? Maybe they'll call up an Ollie Lixel again. I don't think but he's, he's gonna kind get a of at up. the bottom. No, he's at the bottom of the list, I was going to say, because he's yeah. already had his shot, right? So there isn't really anybody else, in my opinion, offensively, that isn't somebody a little older, like Willman, like Hayden Hodgson, you know, that... Ah, but is there the is. There is one. It's Cooper Marodi, who was out for a month well, with an injury. <laughs> that is a good transition, because I did want to talk about Cooper Marodi. Yeah, so... He, now that he's healthier, has, you know, looked good, has started to pick it up. He is 25. And so he could be that guy. He's not the biggest guy, but he does play hard. But again, he does play a two-way game, but he is not like a rock-solid physical guy. But he mm -hmm. is a guy that has a good shot and is smart. At some point, he could be a very good call-up for the Flyers because he could be that guy that, could even stick for the rest of the year because he does a few of those other things that are really good. I think Ali Lixel could get called like he could be on my team anytime, but I don't know if he could be on Tortorella's team yet. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. With Cooper Marodi, I mean, he's only been back for three games from yeah. the injury and he's already got a goal and two assists and he's been playing really well, yeah. you know, making things happen. So I would not be surprised because you're right. He is, you know, just what we've been talking about. He's a little older mm -hmm. and he, you know, spent a lot of time in the Oilers organization and in Bakersfield and really just gets it in terms of what the differences are between the NHL and the AHL and what he would have to do at the NHL level. And just hopefully he stays healthy and his progression continues because I think he might be a good option moving mm -hmm. forward. Agreed. So I think that, you know, given all of that, the Phantoms are continuing to be in a pretty good spot. They won both of their games this past weekend. I mentioned, you know, Cam York got that game-winning goal against Laval. Uh, they also won against Springfield 2-1 two to one on Friday. And, you know, there's some ups and there's some downs with this team. But I think ultimately, you know, the trend is in the right direction. But uh, this upcoming weekend is going to be a huge test for them facing a couple of much better teams. And we are going to talk about that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spiked nationally? 
That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind of the holiday season. Simply Safe's advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control the system from my phone with the app and even watch on an HD live stream from the security cameras or monitor the wide variety of high tech sensors in every room. In an emergency 24 7 professional monitoring, agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture official evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off on any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl today. That is their biggest discount of the year so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com/lockedonnhl. Russ, like I said, the phantoms are trending in the right direction for the most part. They are also having some similar special teams woes to what the Flyers are having. Uh, Friday's game was really interesting. There was only one penalty on each side. Both teams were 0 for 1. So I don't want to like lump that in because it's really, you know, small data. But Saturday's game, uh, the... Phantoms were in the box too much. Uh, the, Laval got seven power play opportunities Oof. and Laval was able to claw their way back into the game with two power play goals. Now the Phantoms did have a shorthanded goal uh, due to a huge mistake on Laval's part. Mm-hmm. So the, the PK, I think, you know, evens themselves out a little bit, right? <laughs> with yeah. Getting a shorty at the yeah, same yeah. time as giving up two power play goals. But uh, definitely was a little chippy because they had played each other so recently. Uh, but Sam Erson had to come up with some really great saves, especially on the PK, right? Because they spent so much time shorthanded. But I think ultimately it was good to see them win this game in regulation after Laval did tie it up. Uh, and, you know, like I said, Cam York was the the game-winning goal scorer in that one. Uh, but overall, I would say it was a decent but not stellar week. Right. I, I agree with that. You know, points-wise, still in the standings, they've got a lot of work to do. And, you know, so they're going to have to be able to keep this upward trend going against some of the best teams in the league. Uh, much like uh, the Flyers earlier in the season, their goaltending is helping cover some ills, for sure. And and Urson's playing great. Like, he just – he's doing terrific. He's he's – terrific goalie. So that helps. Now they have to score a little more. They're another team that that definitely does not score enough. Yeah, I think part of the issue with the standings for them is that this has been two weeks in a row with only playing two games where most weekends you'll see a three game Mm -hmm. uh, stretch. And so they've got, you know, a couple games in hand on most Mm -hmm. of the teams in the division right now. Uh, this upcoming weekend is a three-game weekend, so hopefully that'll give them a chance to move up. But the problem is, is that they're playing Providence on Friday and Saturday, who is the top team not only in the division but in the AHL so far yeah. this season, and they are a tough opponent. And if they could come out of it at least even and win one of those, I think that would be a huge step in the right direction for them. And then they play Springfield again 
on Sunday, which they know Springfield is a winnable game, but on the third game of the weekend, are they going to be worn out from Providence from the last two? No, nights? I mean, that's a, that's a, a really good point. Like being worn out, that's something that you do have to worry about, but um, you know, Providence is loaded with some good talent and they don't score a ton, but they score a little more, but they have like Fabian Lysel is practically an NHLer there. And so as an yeah, example, that's, you know, that's a guy who really, you've got to have an answer for that. So that's where, you know, York and Adder guys like that are going to really have their hands full. They are, but uh, we will be back next week to talk about how those games turned out. If there are any call-ups or guys sent down, we'll see how it matches up with our philosophy discussion we had today. Um, I'm sure things are going to get interesting on that front as the season progresses. Uh, meanwhile, the Flyers have a game tonight against Columbus again, who is an absolutely broken team. Uh, obviously, we knew Jake Voracek is still on IR. Boquist is still out with a broken foot. He'll be out another couple weeks. And uh, from the Flyers versus Columbus game that we had last week, we learned Zach Wierenski is out for the rest of the season. Nick Blankenberg has a broken ankle. That's two months minimum. Good Branson, we don't know. You know, we saw he got hurt in that. I remember game, Blankenberg we- played against the Flyers with that broken ankle for yep. part of the third period, which is crazy. He did. Uh, we don't know if Good Branson will be back yet. He didn't play against the Islanders, but you know, who knows there. And then to top it all off, Patrick Line had a sprained ankle in the game <laughs> against the Islanders. He's out three to four weeks. So uh, I-, I think that the Columbus Blue Jackets are Johnny Goudreau and a bunch of kids. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I, I did a show with Jason Martinez and Jody Shelley just as Warinsky got hurt. So I was like, well, I still think they could be a playoff team if we're in, you know, if they could fill in for Warinsky. Then two hours later after the show's over, it's like he's out for the year. And now a game later, line A's out and everybody's out. And it's like, you know, now I don't think they can recover, but uh, I do think David Yurichek, a guy who you and I liked a lot in the draft can come up and do something. He had five points, six games. Uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, Emil Benstrom hasn't been called up yet or Marchenko. At some point, I would call up Marchenko because he is a very tricky, good offensive player who has played in the KHL. And I know they're probably getting him acclimated to North America, but at some point, I got to give him a look because, he's, you know, he's got eight goals in 12 games and he's a guy that can score goals. So it'll be very interesting to see how long they sort of do that or – are they just going to let these guys develop in Cleveland and, you know, get in the sweepstakes for the draft? The problem is there could be 10 teams in that sweepstakes for the draft. So it's like, you know, you, you're not going to get chances are they're not going to get a 25% chance at Bedard. So, you know, even if they get somewhere in the top 10, I did proclaim on a show today that I feel like if you're in the top 10 for this draft, you're doing great, like better than most drafts. So I still think, that's a goal of a lot of teams. Marchenko was definitely on my list of guys they should take a look at to call up. But it also brings up the question, the similar question about the Flyers call up philosophy. What is their call up philosophy? And should they keep everybody down in Cleveland, get them developed and throw in the towel on the Columbus side of things and just have a really strong prospect pool to launch with 
to mix in with hopefully these other returning guys off injuries and maybe wait a few more months and just let them cook in Cleveland versus bringing them up now to fill in the gaps. I think they're going to let them cook a little while longer, like in Marchenko's case, but I do feel like there's going to be a point where they're going to look at him. Bemstrom has already played NHL time, so maybe he's just not doing what they want him to do. Um, so that could take a little longer. But I do feel like a, with a guy like Marchenko, it's going to happen. I think so, too. But, yeah, another matchup tonight for the Flyers against this weekend Columbus team. It's a winnable game. We'll see if the Flyers can pull it off this time and uh, keep Johnny Gaudreau off the scoreboard. Good luck with that. Right, since he's their whole team right now. But wrapping up with our Flyers fun thing, uh, just bringing you the highlights of the Rocket game for the Phantom mm -hmm. so you can see Cam York's game-winning goal. Uh, it's a good one, so you it should was. check it out. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to recap this game and we might have a special guest for you. We'll let you know mm. what that is on our social media. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. You can email us at lockdownflyers at gmail. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at rmiriam. That's R. M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology. And always remember to eat those licorice chuckles, kids, at S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day, available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.